My name is Mr. Vincent Stevenson Rohn, a.k.a. Vincent Knapp. But my background is basically, um, when I was younger, I was involved in cricket. And um, within the last 35 years, I've been involved in music. So that's basically my background. And I am, I am a Rastafarian, um, I'm aligned to the Rastafarian community right across London and the UK. And um, I'm part of the British Reggae Fraternity. And basically, that's my background. I'm a community man. Everybody knows me in my community. So that's my, that's my background, really. You moved to Brent because Brent is where the thing that I do is. Brent is where the reggae is. I, you know, Brent is where, when I first got involved in music, everything happened in Brent. You know, we had uh, Mr. Palmer. We had the Apollo Club. We had BBMC. You know what I mean? We had Hilltop. You know what I mean? We have a whole heap of things that go on in Brent. We have Stonebridge, the whole ghetto. You know what I mean? And uh, um, all of the artists used to come to Halsden. You know what I mean? A, a lot of lot of house parties used to keep in Halsden. You know what I mean? Daddy Vigo family, them Bushman, Mother Miss Maitland, all of those people from time, all of the, the original people, them, the older people, them. You know what I mean? So Halsden was the place. You know? So, you know, and Halsden always have like, Halsden is like a, like, like a, a Jamaica, you know, you meet a lot of Jamaican people, people of your own. So you can, you can laugh with and talk with and them understand your accent and you understand for them accent and you understand the whole culture of being a Jamaican in England, you know, and Halsden was, was, I suppose there's other places like Brixton and other places in Birmingham and so on. Brent is our place, Halsden is our place, you know, Brent is our place. As as far as career is concerned, everything to do with career in terms of music, it's all, it's all about reggae. It's all about reggae for me because, like I say, when I got introduced to the business, you know, I was introduced to one of the biggest bands in this country. You understand? Two of the biggest bands in the country. I was in. I was introduced to the music business through King Sounds and the Israelites. King Sounds, everyone know King Sounds. Um, he's the one that introduced me to the business, and at the same time, well. I was working with his band, not, not in the terms of a musician, because I couldn't play nothing. I didn't know anything about music. I couldn't sing, couldn't write, couldn't play nothing. So I was a roadie. I started out as a roadie with King Sounds and the Israelites. You know? And then um, it so happened that King Sounds was part management of the Aswad Posse. You know, him used, to, him used to be like part of the management team. So right away, while joining King Sounds, I, I end up working with Aswad as well. I went to work with a couple of the musicians from the Israelites, which was Bigger Clifton Morrison and Martin Tatagad. I went as a roadie to look after them, and while looking after them, the other management from the Aswad party, which is a man called Michael Campbell, you know, he invited me to work alongside Aswad as a roadie, and that's where my thing started, really, from the Israelites, King Sounds and the Israelites, progress on to Aswad, you know, we went to all over the place with Aswad. I have to give thanks to Aswad because they take me all over the world. Along with King Sounds as well, we went to Africa, we went to Japan, we went to America, we went, we've done the whole of Europe, so, you know, and I have to give props to Aswad, you know, big up Aswad, you know, because if it wasn't for them, maybe I wouldn't have gotten this far, you know what I mean? Because the inspiration, you know, so... Reggae have everything to do with my, my, my development. It's just about reggae. It's, a, it's all about reggae. I, I love all other music, but reggae is my thing. Reggae is Jamaica thing, my music. I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud to be a Jamaican and be very proud to know that I, am, I get to, to participate a little part in this great, great, great music, you know? So I give thanks. Well, in Jamaica, if, in Jamaica when I was very, very young, I was, I was raised by my grandparents. 
And when I was very young, my grandfather was a very strict man. He know a certain type of music played in yard. Cause this man's a Christian man. You understand? So when, at a very early stage, it was a problem for all reggae music playing in my yard. Anything church music we play can play. You understand? And them type of thing. But when my uncle them start to get to 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 move, move up in life. Them start to play the radio in the yard, and that is because I feel like a conflict. But eventually, he came around, you know. So we start, we start listening to the radio, and then my uncle them went to America and come back, and then bring like a, a music player, and them start to buy like records and all them thing. And he, he, we, we listen to R and B. We, we we used to listen to R and B, ska, you know, blues, every single thing, every single music that that we know of. My, my parents and my, my elders them used to play. You know what I mean? But we, we, there was, we, there was not like musicians. Them just play music by record and listen to the radio and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But by the time I started to become of, of age, um, Dennis Brown had arrived. You know, Dennis Brown arrived at 11 and I was like nine. You know what I mean? I would start listening to Dennis Brown. I would start comparing Dennis Brown to Michael Jackson and all them kind of thing there. And, you know, you know, Bob Marley was already there, Halton Ellis was already there, but Dennis Brown had arrived. And once Dennis Brown had arrived, because we could identify with a Jamaican singer, a Jamaican like myself, an ordinary singer like myself, and I loved, I just loved Dennis Brown's voice. I just loved the way he sings, and he was only two years older than me. So he, we, we was kind of like in the same era, you understand me? So, you know, Dennis Brown just took me, and from Dennis Brown took me, my ears just woke me up, and that's it. You know, it's, it's reggae, it's just reggae, 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 straight reggae. I mean, just love reggae, you know. I love, like I said, I'm a, I'm an avid listener of other music, but reggae is my thing, reggae is our thing. So, um, he, 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 and right now, as you can see in the world, I think probably reggae is a pro probably the most loved of music at this particular time in life, you know, because reggae music is spiritual, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very spiritual. So, you know, that's why I love it. I haven't really bought any records in the borough as such because I've never bought any records in Alsden because I, by the time I came to Alsden, I was kind of privileged to go to Mr. Palmer and get some records, you know, and um, I never really buy any records. But when I was young, when I used to record collect, you know what I mean? The first LP that I bought is, 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 a, is, a, is a soul album. The first one I bought was a soul, it was a soul album by Al Green. Because Albin was a favorite singer of mine when I first came to England at 15. You know what I mean? But then my first reggae purchase though was Culture. Love shines brighter than the morning sun. Love shines brighter every day. Yeah. That was that single that I bought. That was the first song I bought um, as a reggae song. That was Culture. Way back in 1976 or 77, something like that. Yeah, but I didn't really buy a lot. By, by, by the time I, I came to Oz, then I knew Mr. Palmer. I knew, I, you know, and I was privileged enough to go into Mr. Palmer and I could pick up a few records and without paying for them as such, you know, because I was that privileged at the time. It luckily for me, you know. So, but my father, my father was a habit collector. You know, my father had all kind of Bob Marley and Toots and the Matels and Alton Ellis and all of them, Delroy Wilson, you name them, big youth. My father, my father used to collect a lot of records. So, and I've got most of them now. <laughs> I've inherited them, so I've got them. You know, we have the famous Apollo Club that's been there for like forever. You know what I mean? We used to go to Hilltop. Um, 
in in the late 80s we had places like Palm Beach and Dreams you know and 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 um, remember we had Bridge Park where we used to keep a lot of stage shows at the time I've kept a couple of stage shows in Bridge Park the Bridge Park complex unfortunately I've heard we've lost it now um, which is a great shame however but um there's uh, there were so many different we had Tivatan down down we have Tivatan down the road we had um the Coliseum you know what I mean you know, there was there was so much different places that that we listen reggae. We you know that we could go and thanks to the great Vigo Wills that's that's passed on. Him used to keep a lot of dance in, in his time in the in the in the middle eighties, come to right to the nineties. Vigo used to keep dance almost three four times a week in in bars and 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 and, and restaurants and wherever he could find place to keep dance and keep dance. So Brent was a hotbed from from music. Everywhere, anywhere you turn in a Brent. Sometimes you used to come in a Brent on a Saturday night and you have four or five different places for that. And all of them run with people. You know what I mean? The High Street of Halsey, where we had Dreams and we had Palm Beach. You know what I mean? And 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 even before that, when you have when you have uh, 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 the Coliseum and you have, you have, you have, you have um, there's a little place in front of Stonebridge, there's a church. Church Hall, where they used to keep dance on a Sunday night. You know, and so many places. There were so many places. There were so many places in Brent that, that we could go. And differently from people's houses and their back gardens, you know. So Brent was a, Brent was a serious place for, for, for reggae music come weekend back in the day. You know, you could rave in Brent and don't go nowhere. I, I do all of that. I, I, listen to radio, I listen to the radio, even though I don't listen to it a lot because sometimes there's so many radio stations, you don't even know which one to listen to. You know what I mean? And sometimes I only listen to radio stations where we know the personal budget them are really dependent on the station them. Other than that, the radio station them there's so many and they they all of them play the same thing. The one of them there's no difference, you know. So radio but I pay attention to the radio. Um I'm I'm quite savvy on on, on with social media, even though I've done involve myself with it so much. But I've I've got the Instagram and the the the, 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 the Facebook and um, the whatever. You know, but then I'm quite connected in the business. So if anything is going on, usually I know before it's happening. Somebody will call me and tell me because I, you know, I'm, I'm involved. I'm quite involved that way in terms of promoters and people who are, who are keeping events and stuff like that. You know, sometimes people will even call me and ask me ask for for my help regarding regarding um our, our events and stuff like that. You know. Because apart from being a being an artist, I am also a stage manager. I stage manage a lot of shows. I've stage managed ninety percent of the artists that came from Jamaica within the last twenty thirty years. You know, I've also toured manage many of them. Also, a lot of especially a lot of the dancehall artists. You know, what I mean, I've toured managed people like Mr. Vegas, Ghost. You know, what I mean, Elephant Man. You know what I mean? I've told managed told managed a lot of lot of local young artists. You know, Lady Pacha when she was licking the thing. You know what I mean? I've done a lot of work apart from being an artist myself. I I, I do a lot of other work in the music business. My favorite reggae track is all of Dennis Brown track them and Ken Boot. All Dennis Brown, Ken Boot, all Alton Ellis, all Delroy Wilson. And it's and it's hard for me to pick one, but my 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 if you ask me my favorite artist, I will tell you without doubt, this Dennis Brown. But all of these other great singers like Alton Ellis, because he was he was a personal friend of, of ours. He, you know, Alton Ellis kind of school with. You understand? He's a Brent man as well as you know. He spent a lot of time in Brent, right? 
Um, Delroy Wilson is also another another artist that I worked with and met and greatly admired. You understand? Um, you have the great John Walt. You know, what I mean, you know, I've got all of these artists, but I could not pick a song. There's too many songs. There's too many great songs for me to just go and pick just one. <laughs> I came and I saw, and a lot of people don't get the props they're supposed to get, but Brent could contribute it greatly. Cause when I came around, you had people like Junior English was just busting up the place from Brent. You understand? You know, you have, you have um, tradition who come through Brent. You understand? And these are forerunners. You have people like Trevor Dixon that came through Brent. You understand? And still in Brent. You have the great Mr. Vivian Jones. You understand? Who started through Brent. And then we have come, we have come right back down now to the great Mr. Dan Campbell. And even though Dan Campbell, people just know Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell has been there for ever since with the, with, with the undivided roots and the rough cut posse. You understand? Dan Campbell is one of the greatest singers in England, not, not in, in, in reggae business. I, I rate him that highly. You understand? We have Junior Dan, we have General Levy, we have Gappy Ranks. You understand? We have so much, so much. Brent is contributing. We've contributed greatly. Greatly, greatly, great, great, great. Sylvia Teller also came out of Brent. Do you understand? Barbara Naps came out of Brent. Akabu came out of Brent. The Rough Cut Passy came out of Brent. You understand? We've, we've contributed greatly. Great, greatly to this, to this, to this business, and Brent, Brent, the people of Alsden and Wilsden and Neesden and and the surrounding areas, you know, they they should really feel proud because these are people that you brought through, including myself, because I see myself as a local Brent artist from even though I am not originally from Brent, you know. So you know, I I think that Brent has contributed greatly. Great, greatly. And apart from that, remember, we're, we're, Brent has been a great host to most of these artists, including Bob Marley. You know what I mean? So Brent should be bigging up his chest, and the people of Brent should be quite proud to know that this, the, the borough of Brent has contributed greatly to the, 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 the story of reggae music in the UK. Yeah, man. Sound system and pirate station is it's integral. It's, very, it's, it's seriously integral. I mean, I think people's sound, the great people's sound, one of the forerunners of most of the sound system started in Alzheimer's with Daddy Viva them. You understand? And then you have, the, you have people like Java, Java Rock. You understand? The man they come out of Brent. I think they come from Kensal Rise. So I'm sure Kensal Rise is Brent. You understand? And then you have a vast amount of young sounds that came up after that. You know what I mean? A vast amount of sound systems. That came out of, out of here, volcano and all kind of young sound that come out of Brent. Holy for them, you know what I mean? Tip of tone come from Brent, you know, a lot of sound systems. Well, we don't know what the sound system has done because the sound system has the sound system has, has influenced everything. And the sound system influenced everything. Everything. It influenced the dances, it, it influenced the music, and people wanted to go to listen to the sound system then, if you know where I'm going. You understand? So the sound system was, back in the day, was our radio station. You understand? It was our television. It was our everything, our sound system. When weekend come, we're going to dance, going to listen sound system. You know what I mean? Till it, it even start going in at the midweek and man going to a nightclub because sound system up there, nightclub at night night. In the middle of the week, you understand? So the sound system is the, 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 the part where we must never forget. Because even now, you can't go in one club and you know, bring the sound system in the car. Then them local system now really work. So yeah, if you really want the, 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 the real vibes of reggae, you have to have a sound system. 
You have to have a something. Sometimes we can take some little stereos, but if you really have a real reggae dance, you have to have sound system. Without sound system, the dance are nice. You understand? Then Pirate Station, though. Pirate Station is a great help. Pirate Station is a big influence. Because remember, there was a time when, when, when the, the, the government decided to say, well, then sound system can't play in your yard. Sound system can't. Them stop it from playing sound system in them club. Them, them, them fight against the, the, the system. I wouldn't say them because I'm not, I don't like to get involved in that type of thing. But the system seems to, 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 to sideline sound system for some reason. We couldn't get holes anymore to hire. We couldn't get venues to keep dance anymore. So the sound system, most of the sound system, them have them sound lock up in their house, right? So when Pirate Station came along, you understand? And them up, them you can find say you can listen to reggae music twenty four seven from the radio station. What well, you you would never dare dream about that before. You couldn't even hear two reggae music for the for, for the month. Never mind. You understand? So when pirate station come along, especially like when the, people, the original people are like traffic jam from Brent, because you know you have to mention that they, they, who they who they are when they when it started. You have traffic jam. You have people's radio. Seeing you have time radio. You have Fresh FM. You understand? You have JBC. You understand? These are the original radio station them from around here. You understand? So you have a whole heap of different radio station now, but back in the day, those are the stations that, that did it for us. Those are the first stations that started to play my music. Traffic Jam, Fresh FM, um, Time Radio, you know what I mean? And then, then came the great Beat FM. You know what I mean? And when Beat FM came along, it was another thing again, and then after that you have Unique FM. You now, till now we have Roots FM and we have all of these other stations. You understand what I'm telling you? They've played a great role. They've, they've, they've played a very great role. And I give thanks to all of them because remember, all of these DJs and these people, they're very really making any money from it because the radio DJs do not get paid to play on a radio station. That's why they cannot pay us royalties because they're not, they're not legal station in the terms where they pay royalties. You understand? So most of the time, the people, most of these people are doing it for the love, not for the money. Because it's not a lot of money in there. Fair enough, um, a lot of DJs have made their names through the pirate stations. And so they could get hired. People know them, so people could hear them name a play and hire them to go do a dance and so on and so forth. But there's hundreds of thousands of them that didn't make it that way and they're still doing it. They're still playing our music and playing other people's music and keeping us entertained. So... We give thanks for them, and we give thanks to all of the management people, them that run these radio stations, because they go through a hell of a lot with the DTI, take, taking away their stuff and raiding them and all that kind of stuff. And they, if you knock them down, they, they jump back up on them foot. So we have to give thanks for them, you know, give thanks. And yeah, their 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 contribution is greatly, greatly received and accepted. And, and we're, 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 we're grateful to all pirate stations, yes. Never have no economy until the sound system. The sound system is the original builder of the economy. Because before, even that, before when all man, people used to trim in them, in them yard, man used to go and trim people in them yard. And people used to go to people's houses and do their hair. When you go to the dance, you always find, say, you can't always find someone to eat at the dance. You could always buy a plate of food understand, and get a drink. You understand? So that is where the economy starts. So the, the people then where keep the dance start to make a little money. You understand? Then after that, now you find say when the crowd start keep it, 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 it encourage a man to, to come and sell two fried dumplings early in the morning out there in a van. 
Because people they might go home early. I can't remember people, people like, I can't even remember the, the, the Mr. Mr. What his name? Can't remember the little man from Alzheimer's when he stopped in Milko Van. He was the first man I know. He passed away now. Then you used to have a man over, over in East London in Pastor, you know, called Spirit. I remember Spirit over 35 years ago coming out, coming out of a dance and he was there, could have buy a fried dumpling and a party from him and some orange and something like that before you go home. So this is so, that's what the local economists start. Long time before even the whole part barbershop them coming out. And man, the people are going to dance, you want to look good. You understand? You need to look good, you want to smell good. So the local economy, Grow. A lot of people have made a lot of money out of our local economy, and that money has gone out of our community. That's stayed in our community because we did not have the businesses, you know, to hold that money in our in our economy. Other people come in, come set up them business there first, like the food shop them, for instance. Not not the, the restaurants, you know, the one that we sell banana and yam and them something there. I don't know how our people them sell them thing there. You understand? So. When the economy starts for, for, for work for is when we have our restaurants and our hairdressers and our and, 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 and our, 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 our local grocery shop down the road like Mr. Light and all that kind of thing. That where black people can spend their money with black people. So all that, most, of, most of that that local economy come out of the music industry, come out of the local because these are the things that we sing about. These are the things that reggae sing about to bring the community together, look after our own, look after our own pound. You know what I mean? It's not that we're fighting against anybody, but we have to look after. If you don't look after your own home, you can't look after the next man's home. You understand? So these are the things. And all of this, really and truly, if the truth is to be told, it all started through the reggae business. You know, reggae bring local economy. Till all you see a man can come and sit up, a dancer keeper, you see two, three jerk from outside. You understand? Sometimes it may look good, but that's how it go. You understand? You know, that's how it goes. And that's how the, 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 the Brent has earned a lot of money out of the local community through reggae music and through other music, through other, 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 other situations as well. But through, we're talking from a music point of view, Brent, reggae music has provided a lot of income to Brent because we've, 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 we've used their, their, their situation a lot of time. Remember, we used to hire their, their holes and all this kind of stuff. We have, to, we have to get entertainment license from them. We have to get drinks license from them, you understand what I'm saying? That we have to pay the taxes for and everything. We don't get nothing for free, you understand? So reggae music has contributed greatly. And never mind the amount of parking tickets that they put by a car when the people them come out with dance. The amount of money when they kind of go for that, probably. You understand? So, you know, never we've contributed greatly. Trust me, reggae has contributed greatly. It's a great contributor to the, bar to the borough. Rastafari do that. that. Not so much reggae. Because I am a Rastaman, so I have to careful how I dress. You know what I mean? Not even so much careful, but you know, you have to dress a certain way. You can't dress like, you know, we have to dress like we are royal people. You understand? We cannot afford to be dirty and we cannot afford to be raggy raggy. You understand? That is not Rastafari. As a matter of fact, that is not us as a people. You know, sometimes you see some people raggy raggy and it's work, they are work anyway, so you have to allow them for raggy raggy because it's working. You know, but we are royal people, so when it comes to the dress code, whether, you have, whether it's reggae or soul or, or Soka or whatever. If you check check our, our people, our people are people that dress a certain way. You know what I mean? You have some different style and some different money and some different fashion and some different money and some different organization and little thing. But overall, we are, we are we are people that really 
we, we, we like to, to, to make sure that when we put on our clothes and when we dress, we, we, we match up where we have on and at least it fit we, you know? So I wouldn't say the music has kind of um, influenced the way I dress. I think more my, my way of life as a Rastaman has more influenced that. No, well, clothes, clothes don't really matter to me. I've, I've never really kind of studied clothes as such. And I, I, I usually just make sure so that whatever I, I've got on is comfortable for me. I'm comfortably, I'm feeling comfortable with what I, I've got on. I don't care, even if some people might not like what I've got on, but it, as long as I feel comfortable with what I, I have on, I'm good. You know what I mean? In terms of dancing, because when I was young, I used to dance a lot. I used to do a lot of dancing. I used to dance soul music. I used to dance reggae music. I, I'm a, I used to be a dancer when I was young. So dancing has a great influence on me, you know, but... um. Skanking, when we are youth, we do a lot of skanking. Nowadays, nowadays, as a man, we just go and rock. You know, they really rock, we go and rock, you know, and them things still, you know, and things, and well advised, and them things. But yeah, man, dancing is very important. Dance is, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm always impressed with great dancers like James Brown and, you know what I mean, and, and, and Michael Jackson and them, and they can really dance, and, you know what I mean, and, you know, you know, yeah, people like back in the day when, Stage show was bad in Jamaica. Yeah, people like the wheelers, them when they used to dance, but body them used to dance. You know what I mean? And um, toots on the meters, them when they dance, and you know, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, like Mr. Winston Francis, he used to be a dancer, you know, that's why I don't call him Cabra, because he was a dancer. But like dancing, but like people, dancing, because dancing is an expression of oneself. So, you know, I'm Back in the day, I used to dance, but I like to watch people dance. I like people. I like when people are dancing. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great, you know. And I know some great dancers. I know one lady named Nama that goes to the Apollo and she goes down to the um to the um Sunday serenade. And Nama Wilfred, she just dance. That lady, she dance. I've known her for years. She just dance. She don't give a damn what anybody thinks. She just dance. Goes. She goes out to dance. She dance, you know. So I I do like dancing. Um, I don't particularly have any dance style that I prefer, uh, so, but I just, just like I like singing and playing music, I like people, it's, it, dancing is, is, is the other part of it, it's part of the balance. It kind of changed somewhat, it kind of changed somewhat. Um, back in the day, um, even though we're not necessarily political, but back in the day, reggae music was, was was very was very social. Reggae music used to speak a lot about people's social conditions. Because of that, now it bring it bring it brings us in conflict, I suppose, with politics. Because when you deal with people's social conditions, is it, politician has those 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 situation in their in their hands. So every now and then, reggae used to influence politics, and politics influenced the music. Because if the politicians them do something that is not quite correct, we'll sing about it. And if them do something that is okay, that the people are can't, we'll sing about it as well. So at one time, reggae music was the vice of the people, and still I hope I hope it still is the vice of the people. But it is now kind of somewhat distorted a little because people are trying to use reggae music to do all sort of different things because the music has become so popular and so strong and so spiritual. So they're trying to take out the spirituality out of it and trying to make it straight commerce. You understand? This is, the, this is the music. If you check the music, the music is quite good, same way. But it's very stiff. 
You understand? Just the, and, and it's just the same way how you see the music stiff, or same way the business and the music to the way the people that try to deal with the thing stiff. You understand? Because stardom is more important to a man more than his art. You understand? Um, now, we all need food. We all need to eat. Because if, if this is our work, we should be able to can eat from it. But if you're not careful sometimes, you know, this thing, you will eat nastiness. You understand? It can easily lead you to eat shit. Excuse my French. So you have to be careful in this music thing. And it depends on your, 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 your agenda, too. Because a lot of people come into music business to come and make money. Because this is a money-making situation, it's a money-making industry, right? And but we, what we have to remember is that music and musicians never think about money when they learn to play them instrument. I'm never go learn an instrument and say, me, oh, I'm gonna learn an instrument to make a million pounds. No, I'm learning an instrument because I'm like an instrument. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go to vocal class to sing because he want to be a good singer. You understand? And he learn to sing and you know, practice to sing because you like singing and so on and so forth. And if you're good at something, then maybe, then it's, it's, it's all right that you should learn from it. But at the same time, you know, we have to be very, very careful. This is why sometimes I'm, I don't really to chase this, this this thing because I've seen it, I've been there a long time. And um, I'm not bitter about anything, but also I'm very careful about my mental health. I want to stay healthy, you know. So in order to stay healthy, you have to be careful or you deal with your thing, you understand? So music and politics is intertwined in some ways, but it maybe it should not be. But it is. Because like I say, especially our type of music, reggae music, it is a social music. It's a music that we we, 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 we deal with the, the, our people's social situations around them. And our social situations around us. You know? Um, when, when I'm writing a song, I'm not looking over to the European situation now I'm looking over to the Asian situation now to the Jewish situation I'm looking into my situation to write a song about my, our, our situation you know what I mean every now and then we will write a world situation we will write about world situation but most of the time the most important thing is for us to focus on our own social conditions here in England back home in Jamaica and also in Africa we can't keep, take away eye for the for the prize you understand and make sure say, we work on social justice for everyone, you know, equal rights and justice for each and everyone. And that is what I am there to, to pursue in my music. You know, sing some love songs for the ladies, because you know you have to sing some love songs for the ladies. And so, you know, sing some fantasy songs also. But we must also keep our eye focused on putting the message of the people and the, the, the people's social condition first. I want to see it in a, it in a book, I want to see it in a museum, I want to see it in a library, I want to see it everywhere. Because it should be everywhere. Because it's, 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 it's a story, it's, it's, a, it's a journey, it's, um, it's, a, it's a learning tool, it's something that people can learn from. It's a great contributor, people can learn a lot from uh, um, the, the, the reggae industry in Brent. Um, and they can pick it up from where it might be a little bit weak and make it stronger. You know what I mean? It's not. It's, it's you know we 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 need people to take it on further. You know, cause we we've done what we can do and we we'll continue to do. But we hope that the work has inspired younger people, and we know it has. We know it has, and we know it will go further because look at no place like no base like home the other day. That was fantastic. First time in Brent. You know what I mean? A lot of people eyes are opened. And their ears are like tingling. So, you know, shows you that there's a lot of things being done, but sometimes people don't really know. 
So, you know, you just keep the fire blazing, keep working, keep praying, keep keeping the vibes positive. And that's where we are in the next 20 years. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's my pleasure. It's, my, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pleasure for me. And I'm, I'm very grateful that um, I was even thought of to give an interview. So I'm very grateful and I hope that, you know, people will listen to the interview and get something from it. And I thank you very much for volunteering your time to speak to me.